Okay. Devotion stresses the amount of zeal and service demonstrated in loyalty. So with loyalty, there's devotion. When a believer exercises loyalty, it's by his zealous and ardent affection. We know it as being devoted. Let's turn to the book of Titus for a quick uh, look at it. Book of Titus. That little T section in your Bible, that's Titus chapter 2. And we want to look at verses uh, 13 and 14. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous for good works. So their devotion to God or loyalty, that we need, it says that we would be zealous for good works. Wow. Hmm. Let me read that from the Amplified. Verse 14, who gave himself on our behalf that he might redeem us, purchase our freedom from all iniquity, and purify for himself a people to be peculiarly his own, a people who are eager and enthusiastic about living a life that is good and filled with beneficial deeds. Well, that kind of opens up some things. Are we enthusiastic and eager? Not a wow. Not a not a nada. Boy, are you enthusiastic? I mean, if the clouds would open up right now and and the rapture would take place. Would you be enthusiastic? We need to be enthusiastic while we're down here. Oh, it's just another day. It's a burdensome day. Blue Monday's coming tomorrow. Can't wait for Happy Friday. Hello. You know, the next verse says, Tell them all these things. Urge, advise, encourage, and warn, and rebuke with all authority. Let no one despise or disregard or think little of you. Conduct yourselves and your teaching so as to command respect. So he's saying that we need to conduct ourselves to command respect. And how you conduct yourself? Like Jesus. Being enthusiastic and eager for, for God's work. Okay. You need to be zealous for God's work. Okay. What did Jeremiah say? <laughs> Jeremiah chapter 20. I couldn't believe someone told me something the other day, and I can't remember. They, they were talking about, and I'm like, don't say that, please. Ju- we're in June gloom with this fog. And I'm like, 
please don't say that. You know, that's a horrible thing to confess. I'm believing for sunshine every morning when I wake up, but June gloom, I do not receive that in the name of Jesus. Amen? Are you guys awake out there? Come on. <laughs> Get it together. Okay, go ahead. Okay, Jeremiah 20, chapter 20. Jeremiah 20. Verse 9. I knew it. <laughs> then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak of him, speak any more of his name. Boy, that's a lot of Christians out there. I'm not going to talk about the <laughs> Lord at all. Forget you, boy. But look what happens. But his word was in my heart. As a burning fire. Mm -hmm. Shut up in my bones. Hey, when, it, when it's time to speak God's word, it ought to come out like a raging fire. Glory to God. <laughs> Read it from the Amplified. If I say I will not make mention of the Lord or speak any more of his name, in my mind and heart, it is as if there was a burning fire shot up in my bones. Some of you need to Hallelujah. get next to the, get out of the refrigerator and get, in the, get, get with the stove. Okay. <sighs> Let's go to Isaiah chapter 6. Something's got to ignite you here. <clears throat> Isaiah chapter 6. This is devotion to the Lord. Zealous for good works, fire in your bones. What else do you need? Isaiah chapter 6, looking verse 8. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then I said, Send him! <laughs> no? Send them! Then I said, here am I, send me. Hallelujah. If there's fire in your bones, you want to be sent out and do something. We shouldn't do it the army way. You, you, and you are volunteering. Even when it's KP duty, you and you are going to do it. No, your hand ought to automatically go up. Send me. Let me do it. Zealous for good works. Firing your bones. Send me. Oh. Glory to God. Let's go to the book of Acts. Now, right now... 
right after Easter Sunday, they started uh, a program on television called AD, talking about the Lord, things that happened during the book of Acts. And this is what, this is what uh, last uh, two weeks ago, they, they had this one. So if you found uh, the book of Acts, chapter 9, Let's go to verse 4. And he fell on the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest me? Verse 5. And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Saul. And he, and he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? Zealous for the work, firing your bones, send me, what do you want me to do? You got fire in your bones. I got the word. It says you got the word, you got fire in your bones. Then he says, send me. What would you want me to do? Where? How? Where is, the, where is the body of Christ? Rapture time. Who is he going to take at rapture time? Those that are without spot or wrinkle. Those that have no spot, blemish, or wrinkle. That means they are out there burning up for the Lord. Fire burns all the dross away or takes the dross away. We need to get some fire in us. If we are living in the last of the last of the last days, and everything that has happened in the past has happened on the Jewish holidays, And as we see the Bible opening up to these last days, what is happening in Israel, we better be ready. Can I share something? Uh-oh, here we go. Go ahead. I'm going to read it out of the Amplified because it says this, you know, I'm going to go up to, you started at four. Yeah. But I want to start at one, nine one. Meanwhile, Saul, while still drawing his breath hard from threatening and, and murderous desire against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and requested of him letters to the synagogues of Damascus, authorizing him so that if he found any man or woman belonging to the way or life as determined by faith in Jesus Christ, he might bring them bound with chains to Jerusalem. Now, as, now here he's on, this, on his way to do this. And as he traveled, he came near Damascus. And suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. Now I want you to really think about how the, the Lord, it, 
the angel of the Lord encamps around you, and not only the angel, but the protection of the Lord encamps around you. He was going on his way to totally annihilate the believers, to get rid of them, okay? Sometimes we do not realize the power of God that's around us and the fire of God that's around us and the protection of God that's around us. So God knew exactly what this man was doing, but God had another plan for this man from the foundation of the earth, what was spoken into existence, what this man was to be. Now, I've never told you before, but when I was a sinner, when I was agnostic, I loved to have heated discussions with preachers. I found it enjoyable. You, I mean, this is terrible to say this, but, you know, you didn't want, you know, you just didn't want to know me. Anyway, so we see that now he, as he's traveling on, he came near Damascus, I'm in verse 3, and suddenly a light from heaven flashed around and about him, and he fell to the ground. Then he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you, why are you persecuting me, harassing harassing, troubling, and molesting me. And Saul said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Do you realize when people persecute us, they are persecuting him, and he's not going to stand for it? And this is how, if you get anything out of today, realize how important you are to God. They mess with you. They're messing with Jesus. And he will take care of the situation. Amen. That's why Jesus said, I, in, in 2 Peter, I turn it over and to, to let you judge God between them and me. Okay. And so he said, this is interesting. He said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. It is dangerous and it will turn out badly for you to keep kicking against the goad to offer vain and perilous resistance. You know, Christ, a lot of Christians of today are offering perilous resistance to the voice of God in this hour. And it's dangerous. This is an hour that you want to be on fire for God. There's a scripture that says, the zeal of God has consumed me. I mean, this is the time that we need to be on fire, excited, Speaking about Jesus all the time. Amen. Hallelujah. But he says here, it is dangerous and it will turn out badly for you if you keep kicking against the goad to offer vain and perilous resistance. Trembling and astonished, he asked, Lord, what do you desire me to do? And the Lord said to him, said to him, but arise and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. And the men who were accompanying him were unable to speak for terror, hearing the voice, but seeing no one. Then Saul got up from the ground, but though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. He got zapped and blinded. So if there are areas that we're kicking against and, and being resistant to the things of God, we need to get rid of them now. This is now is the time, you know, now is the hour to get rid of them. And so we see when you think that somebody's coming, you know, that the people are coming against you. Don't worry, God will take care of it. He will take care of it. So go ahead and whatever you're going to say here, it's powerful. 
Boy, they got that in that movie or that show wrong, I'll tell you. Okay. Loyalty, we're continuing with it, is knowing and following the wishes of those responsible for you. Amen. Loyalty is knowing and following the wishes of those responsible for you. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 13. That's Hebrews chapter 13. Now look at verse 17. From the King James. Obey them that have rule over you and submit yourselves. For they watch for your souls as they that must give an account. That they may do it with joy and not with grief. For that is unprofitable for you. Wow. So... A loyal believer is one who is willing to take the time to learn the wishes and instructions of the one who is responsible for him. Why don't you read it out of the Amplified? From the Amplified, verse 17. 17, 18. Verse 17 from the Amplified. Obey your spiritual leaders and submit to them, continually recognizing their authority over over you. For they are constantly keeping watch over your souls and guarding your spiritual welfare as men who have served, have rendered an account to their trust. Do your part to learn them to do this with gladness and not with signing, sighing and moaning or groaning. What <laughs> would not be profitable for you either? Wow. Keep praying for us, for we are convinced that we have a good, clear conscience that we may want to walk upright and live a noble life, acting honorably and completely honestly in all things. Glory to God. Again, a loyal believer is one who is willing to take the time to learn the instructions and wishes of the one who is responsible for them. Loyalty causes one to know and do whatever is asked. Loyalty causes one to know and do whatever is asked. It's far more than just surface obedience. This is a character trait that begins in the heart and is manifested by outward actions. Loyalty is demonstrated in every kind of situation and every type of opposition. Now let's go to Romans chapter 13. Aren't we there? <laughs> no, I guess we weren't Romans really In Romans 13, verse 1, Let every soul be subject to the higher powers. For there is no power but of God, the powers that are to be ordained of God. Whoa, glory to God, hallelujah. So that is loyalty following through. Now, let's go all the way back to the Old Testament and find for the book of 1 Kings. That's 1 Kings, and we want to go to chapter 19. That's 1 Kings chapter 19.
we're going to look at loyalty in a different area here. That's 1 Kings chapter 19, beginning with verse 19. So he departed thence and found Elisha, the son of Saphat, who was plowing with 12, uh, uh, 12 yoke of oxen before him, and, he's, and he with the twelve, Elijah passed by, passed by him and cast his mantle upon him, and left the oxen, and he ran after Elijah and said, Let me, I pray, kiss my father and my mother, and then follow thee. And he said unto him, Go back again, for what have I done to thee? And he returned back from him, and he took the yoke of oxen and slew them and boiled their flesh and the instruction, uh, instruments of oxen and gave unto the people, and they did eat. Then he rose and went after Elijah and ministered unto him. So um, now turn with Second Kings. Can you read that in the Amplified or can I? Read it. Go ahead. Okay. So Elijah left there and found Elisha, son of Zarephath, whose plowing was being done with twelve yoke of oxen, and he drove the twelve. So he drove the twelfth, Elijah, Elijah crossed over to him and cast his mantle upon him, and he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me kiss my father and mother, and then I will follow you. And he, testing Elisha, said, Go on back. What have I done to you? Settle it for yourself. So Elijah went back from him. Then he took the yoke of oxen, slew them, boiled their flesh, and the oxen's yoke as fuel, and gave to the people and they ate. then he arose and followed Elijah and served him. He went back and got rid of everything he owned. Just got rid of it. And followed and served. Now turn with to Second Kings. Second Kings chapter two. You know that song I've I've Decided to follow Jesus, no turning back, no turning back. You know, there's no place to turn back to. So we see here, Elijah and Elisha are together. Now in chapter 2, 2 uh, Kings chapter 2, verses beginning with verse uh, 1 through 4. And it came to pass that when the Lord would take up Elijah unto heaven by whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha. From Gilgad, and Elisha said unto Elisha, "Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Bethel." And Elisha said unto him, "As the Lord liveth, and as I so liveth, I will not leave thee." So he went unto Bethel. Verse three. And the sons of the prophets were at Bethel, and came forth to Elisha, and they said unto him, "Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from from thy head today?" And he said, "Yea, I know it." Hold your peace. Verse 4, And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray for thee, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went off to Jericho. So we see here, uh, there's a loyalty of Elisha to Elijah, okay, uh, as they were walking up. He was not moved by surface discouragements. Even when the when the says, well, I'm, I'm leaving you, just forget it. And then people, other people say, he's leaving, you must forget it. Okay? He was willing to go beyond what they had said. Are you willing to go on beyond what people say? God is calling you to do something, and you're, you say, well, you know, 
God doesn't do that type of stuff anymore. <laughs> but you hear God speak to you. Are you going to do it? Or are you going to do what people say? Okay. you have anything on that? Well, one thing, if you want to get into prophets here, the prophets knew that Elijah was going off that day. A true prophet will really will know the truth. They're not going to miss it. A person that's a prophet never misses it. If they do, the Bible used to, they would be stoned. But I see that. But then we look at this. You look at how he told him, don't keep your eyes on me no matter what. And, and I just find, I've always found this amazing, this, this whole chapter amazing. And it says in verse 8, and Elijah took his mantle and rolled it up and struck the waters and divided this way and that so that the two of them went over on dry ground. And when they had gone over, Elijah said to, Elijah said to Elisha, And what shall I do for you before I am taken from you? And Elijah said, I pray you, let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. And he said, You have asked a hard thing, however... If you see me when I am taken from you, it shall be f so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. So he knew he was going to have to see him be taken. And as they went on and talked, behold, a chariot of fire and horses of fire parted the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elijah saw it and cried, My father, my father the chariot of Israel and its horsemen, and he saw him no more, and he took hold of his own clothes and, and tore them in pieces. That, so, and he took up the mantle of Elijah and fell, that fell from him, and he, when he, and he went back and stood by the bank of Jordan, and he took the mantle that fell from Elijah and struck the waters and said, where is the Lord, the God of Elijah? And when he had struck the waters, they parted this way and that, and Elijah went over. I've always, I just, the, in the Old Testament, the things that, that took place, you know, God wants, is desirous to see these things today. But we need to be, signs, wonders, miracles, that's, that's, that's my desire to see People just completely set free from things immediately, not just, but immediately be set free. Hallelujah. So think about this. You know, he was loyal. Elijah, the prophet of God, had a man that served him by the name of Elijah. Loyalty kept Elijah walking with Elijah. He was not moved by surface discouragement. He was willing to go beyond the place of self. And let me tell you, there were some things that Elijah did that it would have been easy to, to say, oh boy, I don't know about this. Praise the Lord. Go ahead, sweetie. Okay, the next one, we want to see some loyalty. Turn to the book of Ruth. Ruth. That's good. It's right after Judges. Ruth. Ruth shows her loyalty to her mother-in-law, Naomi. Her mother-in-law has lost her husband. Ruth lost her husband. 
and uh, hmm. Hmm. okay Oprah Oprah also lost her husband okay what? okay okay Ruth shows her loyalty you have to you should have read this by now Ruth shows her loyalty to her mother-in-law, Naomi. Ruth shared the loneliness, anxiety, and grief with Naomi, and now the older woman was completely alone. Ruth would stand by her and go with Naomi to Bethlehem. Naomi was, re Naomi was rewarded by Ruth, unfaltering loyalty, courage, ingenuity, and triumph over misfortune. Now, let me give you the names of the key, key players in this book. Ruth means loving friend. Naomi means pleasant, but she changed her name to Myra, which means bitter. Boaz means powerful and strong. Now, the two young gentlemen, um, why no, Naomi and her husband uh, named them this one? Malcolm. Their sons. Their sons. The first one, Malcolm, means sickness. Chaldon means used up. So just don't name your kids that. <laughs> Can you imagine? Come here, sickness. Come here, used up. But uh, Ruth showed that uh, she was, was loyal. Like I said, uh, she, she, she showed courage, ingenuity, and triumph over the misfortune. Um, Loyalty is adjusting your schedule to meet the need of whom you serve. And that's the truth. Okay. Um, and Oprah means back of the neck, which was the other daughter-in-law, and she, sh she showed the back of her neck when she returned to her own people, so, you know, Where's if that you one? read that. Okay, it's not in there, but it's something to do. Okay, loyalty. Uh, we're going to look at another. A loyalty is adjusting your schedule. Are you hearing this? Loyalty is adjusting your schedule to meet the need of whom you serve. So we will now turn to the book of Samuel, 2 Samuel chapter 17. You know, they say marriage is 50-50, it's 100-100. getting the information here in 2nd Samuel chapter 17 verse 25 and I'll be reading it all the amplified Amsalom made Amasa captain over the armies instead of Joab Amasa was a son of Anishimlite named Uri and married Abigail daughter of nation half sister to David and sister of uh, Zerai uh, jo, uh, Joab's mother okay now Let's go to First Chronicles chapter two. 
We're going to see something here. So we find Amasa. That's First Chronicles, chapter two. Well, I hope I got this one right. Okay, verse. 15 and 6, and that's 1 Chronicles chapter 2, verses 15 and 16. Whose sister was Jura and Abigail and the sons of Jura. All these names. We want to, and, the, and the father Amasa was uh, Jethro the Israelite. Okay, so we see here Amasa, if you're looking at the, these two. Pedigrees, I'll put it that way. Amasa was a son of David's half-sister, Abigail. So Amasa is a nephew. Correct? Absalom, and now this is the story, what we're looking at is the story of Absalom's rebellion against David. Amasa sides in with Absalom. After the rebellion... David pardoned Amasa and made him captain over his army. One of the captains over his army. Wow. And he was given a job to do. Amasa, I forgive you, but I have a job for you to do. This is what you need to do. Amasa should have adjusted his schedule to meet the needs of David. The man asked you to do a job. I need this done at a certain time. And Amasa said... Yes, I will fulfill that job. Uh, Second Samuel chapter, going back. I know you're, you're. Second Samuel chapter twenty this time. Look what happens here. You got a job to do, Massa. I am King David. I want you to do something. Second Samuel chapter 20, looking at verse 5. And, and Amasa went to assemble the men of Judah, but he tarried longer than the set time which he had, uh, what had been appointed to him. From the Amplified. And Amasa went to assemble the men of Judah, but he tarried longer than the set time which was appointed for him. And if you f read further... Because of his delay, because of his not following through on what he was called to do, bad results came what about of it. What was it? So let you read it. Well, tell them. They, they lost a battle, okay? Now, loyalty... Loyalty is standing, we're going to look at another portion here. Loyalty is standing with those you serve in time of need. 2 Samuel chapter 15, so just back up a few. 15. Verse 12. Wow. Loyalty is standing with those who served in time of need. Okay. Verse 12, 2 Samuel 15. And Absalom sent for Ahithophel, 
<laughs> the Gedeonite, and David's counselor from his cry from his city, even to Goliath, which he offered sacrifice, and, and the conspiracy was strong, for the people increased continually with Absalom. Ephithical, I better get these names, Harry, okay? <laughs> Harry was a friend and counselor and advisor to David. When Absalom rebelled against King David, his father, Harry, or Ahithophel, not only misdirected David to bring harm to him. What a friend. Yeah. Why would he bring harm to him? Anybody have any thoughts on that? Possible reason. Give you a possible reason. Ahithophel <laughs> is the father of Elam who is a captain in David's army. Elam is the father of Bathsheba, making Ahithophel the grandfather of Bathsheba. Hmm, hmm. David, if you recall, had Uriah, Bathsheba's husband, murdered over his adulterous affair. I think... For this reason, Ahithophel may wanted to have sought revenge because you broke up my, my family, uh, my granddaughter's life. You had someone killed. This is wrong. So Ahithophel made some plans. He said, okay, David, this is what you need to do. But he didn't do it. He followed somebody else's advice. So when... When David did not uh, accept Ahithophel's plans, Ahithophel, <laughs> Harry, knew it, it would be revealed how he plotted against David to help Absalom revolt against his father. And you find out that Ahithophel, or Harry, uh, set his house in order and uh, he ended his own life. Now, wow, that's a lot, isn't it? Glad it was you. <laughs> Let's go to uh, Psalms 55. What a mess. Yeah, don't, don't mess around. Okay, uh, looking at I, Isaiah chapter 55, we want to look at verses 12 through 14. David is speaking here, or has written down. For it is not an enemy that approached me, then I would have bored it. Neither was it that, I that he hated me that did magnify himself against me. Then I would have hid myself from him. But it was thou, a man of my equal, my guide, my acquaintance. Sounds like a fell. And, and we took sweet counsel together and walked in the house of God in company. That was beforehand. Okay? Wow. Now, let's turn to Psalm 62. This is after, or the rebellion takes place. This is, again, David's uh, confidence in God. 
That's Psalm 62, verses 5 through 8. My soul waits upon, a Lord, uh, upon God, for my expectation is of him. He is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be removed. In God, in God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength and my refuge is God. Trust in him at all times, ye people. Pour out your hearts before him. God is a refuge for us. Selah. Glory to God. So that was possibly David's thoughts going through this re uh, rebellion uh, that Absalom brought to him. Okay, you have anything to add there or share? We have. Yeah. Go ahead, fire away. God had <clears throat> spoken into existence about David's life before the foundation of the earth. David blew it with Bathsheba, as we know. And, and because of that, many people, many people died or got injured or whatever because of that. God had a plan for this man's life. He sent the prophet to him, and the prophet told, told him, talked about that, and he said, well, that man should be killed. And the man said, this is you I'm talking about. He had gotten so far off into his sin he didn't even realize that this was him. Thank God he turned it around because he had someone murdered and he committed adultery. And under the law, those two things, he should have been put to death. But the sad thing is the child died. You know, you know, we came, you cannot get away with anything without, and you know, that's the sad thing. But as, because he repented, he got before God, he repented, he was able to finish his, his, the plan that God had set up for him. The sad thing is many people, the plans that God has for them here on the earth because they do not repent, because they do not stay, stay loyal, like this was a set plan. You can see it, the whole thing on when this guy went told David, I'm going to follow you. And whether he, that wasn't in his heart. They had other plans. But because David repented, he was able to move on and finish what God had spoken over him. You know, this is where right now, you know, we're, we're learning driven by eternity. Just repent of it. First John 1, 9, and move on. Go on, go forward. Keep doing it. Do what God's told you to do. Find out what the plan is for you and, and move in it. Praise the Lord. This, this, is, this whole thing is, we don't have time to get into this whole mess. What a whole mess this thing was. Because it, it was a, you know, talk about a family mess. This is a family mess right here. But God, those that tried to come against David were taken out. And you, you see loyalty. Those that are loyal, God protects those servants that are loyal. And those that aren't, you see, I th think about, oh, who was it when the hole opened up Moses? Can't even think of his name. Korah. His whole family, you know, here, here they are. And he keeps it up. And the whole land parts, and he and his whole family and the rest of those fall in it. Can you imagine standing there? And all of a sudden, you're looking down here and these people fall in. He wasn't loyal. And, and there is a, a thing about loyalty in this hour. We've got to be loyal to, to God. 
He said, if, if you lift me up, I will draw all men unto you. He said, if you don't, if you don't, I'm going to paraphrase this. If you don't lift, if you don't talk about me, then I'm not going to talk about you. You understand what I'm saying? There's a, there's a place where we as believers have got to come out of our, you know, it's our coming out time. Da -da -da -da. We're a believer. It's time to, to change the world. As many, as many souls as you can, as you can get a hold of and change. Now is the time because there isn't that much time left. There's a lot of deception out there. A lot. People need to know the truth. Okay, for our final scripture, let's go to the book of Jeremiah chapter 35. That's Jeremiah chapter 35. If you think your family's a mess, look at this one. <laughs> Seriously. There's hope, church. <laughs> wow. That's all I can say. Jeremiah chapter 35. Looking at verse 18 and 19. Jeremiah said unto the house of Rechabetz, <laughs> Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, because you have obeyed the commandments of Joab your father and have kept his precepts and done according to all that he had done, has commanded you therefore the, thus says the Lord of hosts the God of Israel Jonabab the son of Rechabeth shall not want a man to stand before me ever from the Amplified it says therefore thus says the Lord of hosts the God of Israel Jonabab and his Jonabab son of Rechabeth shall never fail to have a man or descendant to stand before him in other words because they were able to follow, were obedient, willing and obedient to do that they were called to do, God says, not one, your descendants will not depart from my ways. And if you read about these people, they were not to drink wine, they were not supposed to have their own homes, they were supposed to live like Bedouins. And they were doing a couple other things. And they stuck with it. And God says, hey, because of this, your descendants are blessed. Amen. Amen. So, oh, glory to God. That's loyalty. We'll see what we pick up next week. Yeah. Okay, let's all stand. But you can correct it. You know, correct it. Apply God's word to it. And what she read at the very beginning about praying in tongues, need to get into that. That'll give you a mind that's that's clear that you make uh, clear, decisive decisions about your family, not like, what, you know, don't be dysfunctional. Amen. Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks. We thank you, Lord, that uh, as we're looking at different traits, Father God, that we should have 
surfacing in our lives, Father God. We ask, Father God, that uh, we are able to not only pursue them, Father God, but to have them attain, have them be attainable in our lives, Father God. To have them at the forefront of our lives, Father God, that we might be of honor to you, Father God, and a drawing place for others to follow. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks. Give us each, Father God, a great day. Prepare us for this week, Father God. I thank the Lord that we are blessed coming in and blessed going out, Father God. What we put our hand to shall prosper, Father God. And what we speak will come to pass. And everyone said, Amen. Amen.